You're listening to Behind the Double Doors, bringing you behind the scenes to learn about cosmetic surgery procedures and the latest non-surgical aesthetic treatments with Houston board-certified plastic and reconstructive surgeon, Dr. Bob Basu. Today, we're talking about how breast enlargement can be accomplished without the use of breast implants by using one's own fat. This is called breast augmentation with fat transfer or breast auto-augmentation. So most patients think if they want their breasts enlarged, they have to opt for implants, and that is not the case. We have other alternatives where we can volumize the breasts without implants using their own tissue. And what fat transfer breast augmentation is, is we essentially perform liposuctioning of somewhere else in the body, and we put that excess fat to good use. We actually process that fat and isolate the adipocytes or the fat cells, concentrate them, and carefully inject small aliquots of fat throughout the breast tissue to volumize the breasts. So we're essentially using a patient's own fat to perform the augmentation without a foreign body implant. We can harvest fat from any body part. My preferred areas are the tummy, either the waist or the posterior flanks, the love handles. We can go to the bra line, we can go to the upper medial thighs. There's a lot of different areas. Uh, as long as these areas have not been previously liposuctioned and there's no scar tissue within the fat, the fat's very robust to survive the transfer process. Breast augmentation with fat transfer is, is a great option for some patients, but it's not exactly the same as breast augmentation with implants. And what are the differences? In breast augmentation with fat transfer, we're not using a foreign body implant. So you don't have to worry about scar tissue formation with implants or implant rupture or implant replacement down the road, which are positives. But patients also have to realize that an augmentation with implant typically takes me about 45 minutes to perform as a surgery. Breast augmentation with fat transfer can take two, maybe even two and a half, three hours to perform. And there are some limitations. This is really important. There are some limitations on how full I can make each breast with one session of fat transfer. And so based on studies and also my personal experience doing this procedure on a regular basis, you can only volumize each breast up to about 200 to maybe 250 cc's of volume in each breast. And that's probably the upper limit. And what that means to the patient is that that typically is a, I would say, approximately a half cup size on a smaller breast that could be one cup size. So who's a great candidate for breast augmentation with fat transfer? It's someone that's seeking a more conservative augmentation and someone who doesn't want to use implants. Now, for those patients that don't want to use implants and they want a fuller augmentation, let's say they're an A cup and they'd like to be a full C or D, those patients need to understand that they may need a second surgery to add more volume because you can only add up to about 200 cc's to 250 cc's of volume from each session. So there are some limitations of fat transfer breast augmentation. So the survival rates of fat when we do fat transfer, the breast vary. And it varies by surgical technique. It varies by the patient's healing potential. And it varies by the quality of the patient's fat. So there's a lot of variables involved. And I tell patients that if you're meeting with a surgeon, a board-certified plastic surgeon, and they tell you that 100% of the fat that they transfer sticks around, that's not possible. 100% of the fat that we transfer will not survive the journey. The truth varies between 50 to up to 80% of the fat that we transfer survives. And there's a lot of variance in there because of the variables that I told you about, right? Patient's healing potential varies, the quality of the patient's fat varies, and the technique that's utilized 
berries. One of the things that has optimized my fat graft survival rates, in other words, when we transfer the fat, how much of that fat survives? One of the things that's optimized my fat graft survival rates is I like to use an FDA-approved device called Revolve. It is made by Allergan, and Revolve basically, without getting too technical, Revolve is a FDA-approved advanced adipose harvesting system that helps to ultra-purify the fat that we liposuction so that what I'm injecting into the breast is not liquefied fat, it's not damaged fat, it's not oil, it's purified adipocytes. And in my experience, when I use Revolve, that device, to filter the fat, my survival rates and outcomes have significantly improved. And quite frankly, I've not looked back. I use Revolve on my breast augmentation with fat transfer all the time, and I'm very pleased with the outcomes. So once fat has taken, meaning it's survived, and your body has created blood supply to feed the fat cells that have been transferred, that fat is there for life. It's permanent. Now, of course, those fat cells remember their fat cells. And they remember that they may have come from the tummy, they may have come from your flanks, they may have come from the thighs. So I tell patients that if you gain a significant amount of weight, well, those fat cells might get bigger. Or if you lose a significant amount of weight, those fat cells may get smaller, right? So ultimately, when we've done fat transfer and the cells have survived and they're there for long-term, meaning permanent, they behave like fat cells anywhere else in the body. They're dynamic. They can get bigger, they can get smaller. So if you need more than one fat transfer session, I typically like to wait approximately six months before we do the second session. This gives enough time for any uh, residual swelling to resolve, and we've given enough time to see your end result from the first session. It is similar, but it's different. We are not making any major incisions with this because the cannulas or the devices that we use to inject fat are typically three to four millimeters in diameter. So oftentimes I'm hiding a little tiny opening underneath the breast or maybe hiding it at the transition at the edge of the areolar pigment. They're barely noticeable. I don't want to say it's scarless because that's not really true. We are making a tiny little incision, but it's not like a one inch or inch and a half incision that you may see in breast augmentation. So I don't have patients complaining of pain in their breast. What they may be concerned about is the soreness from the area where we've harvested fat. In other words, the areas where we've done liposuctioning. Patients are in need to remember that in a breast augmentation with implants, we're only operating on the breast. There's no incisions, there's no surgery being done in any other body part. Whereas when we do breast augmentation with fat transfer, we're actually doing surgery on another body part. We're doing liposuctioning. And with liposuctioning, you get soreness in that area, and it's very, very important to wear compression garments in that area for a good four to six weeks at a minimum. So the complaints of pain really don't come from the breast. It's from the soreness from the liposuctioning. The good news is for breast augmentation with fat transfer, patients typically have some soreness for about three to five days. Most women are very comfortable to go back to a desk job in three to five days after surgery, but they do need to wear their compression garments while they're back at work. Compression is very important in the areas where we've done liposuctioning, I generally recommend no heavy lifting or strenuous activity for about three to four weeks. No running, no gym, no weight training, no yoga, Pilates, and you'll want to be very careful with intimate activity for a good four weeks. So breast augmentation with implants typically is a surgery that takes one hour or less. And so that really helps to contain the cost. Of course, there's a cost of implants, but when we talk about breast augmentation with fat transfer, we're not only operating on the breast, but we also have to liposuction at least one or more areas to harvest enough fat. 
And so that adds significant time to the surgery. Patients are often thinking that the cost of breast augmentation with fat transfer is exactly the same as breast augmentation with implants, and that is simply not the case. If breast augmentation takes me less than an hour to perform, the operative time for breast augmentation with fat transfer can be two, sometimes even three hours, depending on how much liposuction we need and the patient opts for. So this obviously commensurately increases the cost. The cost increase will depend on the number of areas that are being liposuctioning. So the first step is to engage our patient consultants and start the dialogue, learn about your options, the costs, and the recovery, and then schedule a consultation with us. We have to determine first if you're a good candidate for breast augmentation with fat transfer. Do you have enough fat to make it worthwhile? And can we achieve your goals? It's important for you to bring us your wish pick so we understand where you're trying to go so that we can tell you, okay, this will require just one session or in order to achieve your goals as demonstrated by your wish picks, we may need to do a second or maybe even a third surgery to get you there. So it's important to have that discussion well before surgery. I'm thinking about one particular patient uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, she actually had augmentation with a different surgeon. She experienced scar tissue or capsular contracture, and for whatever reason, the surgeon just removed her implants. She presented to me for two reasons. One, she did want her breasts to be a little bit fuller. She was looking for a very conservative augmentation, maybe like a half to three quarters of a cup size at most. But she also presented to me because when the other surgeon took out her implants, it left an empty space on one of her breasts and the breast caved in and she had a scar contractor there. In other words, she had a fold crease and a divot, an indentation on one side that was very unsightly. So she presented to me looking for options to make the deformity better. And the deformity occurred because the other surgeon removed the implant. And she was also looking for an option to enlarge her breast by a small amount but she was petrified of implants. I think she had a really bad experience at the other practice. And, you know, I did discuss with her the option of breast augmentation with implants. We reviewed the safety profile of the smooth gummy bear implants. And, but she just had a really bad experience and, and was looking for alternatives. So we then talked to her about breast augmentation with fat transfer. She had never heard about it. And so we educated her about how we harvest fat, how we process fat, using an FDA-approved adipose harvesting system called Revolve, and how we inject fat. We talked about the recovery, and she was very, very excited. And she was hopeful that not only we could achieve her cosmetic goals, but we could also improve the deformity that's left behind from her previous surgery. We did breast augmentation with fat transfer. I liposuctioned her tummy as well as her thighs. And immediately after surgery, I don't know if she was more excited about her breasts or her liposuction results, but... We'll take that as a double win. That's good. But she did very, very well. I actually saw her back, I think she was about 18 months out, so almost a year and a half after surgery. And I was blown away by how great she looks. We achieved her goals with volume. I added about enough volume where she would get about a 200, 250 cc enlargement on each side, which is exactly what she wanted. So number one, she was very, very happy with her volume augmentation. It was a conservative augmentation. She got about a cup size or a little less than that of an enlargement. But more importantly, when we looked at her before after pictures, the scar contractor deformity on the one side, meaning the divot, she had a significant indentation. I wish I could show you the photos, was completely rectified and corrected. It was smoothed out as if it was never there. And I needed to make no new incisions on the breast. And uh, she was very, very happy. And I think what that as a surgeon, what that teaches me 
is that breast augmentation with fat transfer is a can be a very reliable way to augment the breast safely with good long-term results, number one. But number two, there's a powerful healing potential with fat. And any board-certified plastic surgeon that does fat transfer, whether it be on the breast, on the buttock, or on the face, I do a lot of fat transfer with my facelifts, the skin overlying the areas where we inject fat looks better. There's some healing properties with fat cells that we fully don't understand, but there's some theories out there that our fat cells have growth factors, perhaps they're adult stem cells. There's some healing property that of fat that heals adjacent tissue. And in this patient's case, remember, she had a significant scar deformity, a divot, an indentation. And by volumizing with fat, the fat not only filled in the volume deficit, but it healed the overlying scar in the skin to give her a fantastic result. And that's one of the results that I specifically remember that we made a huge impact on the patient's confidence and overall her satisfaction and a quality of life. Fasu Aesthetics and Plastic Surgery is located in Northwest Houston in the Town Lake area of Cyprus. If you'd like to be a guest or ask a question for Dr. Basu to answer on the podcast, go to basuplasticsurgery.com forward slash podcast. On Instagram, follow Dr. Basu and the team at Basu Plastic Surgery. That's B-A-S-U Plastic Surgery. Behind the Double Doors is a production of The Axis, T-H-E-A-X-I-S dot I-O.